You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast, and I'm your host, Julie Jancis. I have the gift of connecting with your angels and loved ones on the other side. The intention of every podcast episode and every service that I offer is to help you heal, to help you raise your vibration, and to give you the tools you need to help others. Why? Because when you take responsibility for your own healing and your own joy, and you use what you've learned to serve others, you're helping to shift the vibration on earth to a place of more peace. And isn't that what it's all about? If you feel called to work with me, we have many services available to you. We offer a new online e-course with a new topic every month. These help you dive deeper on your spiritual journey. We also offer an Angel Reiki certification training program. We call it the Angel School. It's held every other month in person and twice a year online. Here, you'll become a certified Angel Reiki master teacher and develop your spiritual gifts. Twice a month, we offer a live online group Reiki healing session. You just call into a webinar number and listen as I guide you through a healing session with the angels. You can also book a one-on-one angel message reading with me. You help keep this podcast going, friends, when you book one or more of these services on my website, www.jancis.com. That's my last name, .com. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast to hear all about the freebies we offer as well and how you can win a free session. Hello, friends. Today we have a brand new angel story from a book by Joan Wester Anderson. I am so very grateful to the publisher of this book, Loyola Press in Chicago, Illinois, who's kindly given us permission to share this story from her book. In the show notes, you'll find a link to buy Joan's book on Amazon and a link to the publishing house. Speaking of publishing angel stories, we're putting together a book of your angel stories to present to a publisher. If you have an angel story that you'd like to share, whether it's a person on earth who came out of nowhere to help you in your time of need, or a presence that you felt from beyond, or your angels on the other side sending you signs that they're at peace and helping you from heaven, or even an animal angel story. We'd love to share your stories because they inspire hope, faith, and more peace in this world. Please write out those stories in as much detail as possible and email them to me at juliejancis at gmail.com. This story is from Joan's book called Guardian Angels, True Stories of Answered Prayers. And it's all about how sometimes we are the angels sent to serve and help others here and now. This angel story is called Any Caring Person. During the wee hours of Sunday morning, December 8th, 1996, after the third night of Hanukkah, someone took a baseball bat and broke the front window of a house in Newtown, Pennsylvania. It might have been considered simple vandalism by the local police, except for one significant factor. This house was the only one on the street with a lighted menorah in the window. 
the perpetrator had deliberately reached through the shattered the shattered window, took the menorah, and smashed it on the ground, breaking all eight bulbs. The menorah is a symbol of the eight-day Jewish festival of lights, also known as Hanukkah, which occurs around the same time as Christmas. As a nativity scene reminds Christians of their heritage and faith, a menorah does so for Jews. It is the symbol of a miracle that occurred for their ancestors centuries ago. The woman who lives in the house in Newtown did not think of miracles when she found the shattered mess in her front yard. It was not the first time she and her family had been targeted. As a child, she had come with her mother, a Holocaust survivor, and father to the United States to escape persecution in the former Soviet Union. But now, as she viewed the smashed candelabra, the familiar fear returned. Lisa Neeling, a young mother, lived down the street and heard about the incident when she and her family returned from Mass. A neighbor left a message on my answering machine, Lisa says. Because I am a former military police officer, he thought I might know the home phone number of our police chief so that he could report this right away. Lisa was appalled. Newtown is a pleasant town, which includes many cultures and religions. Although there was occasional crime, she had never heard of anyone being singled out because of his or her faith or ethnicity. What effect would this have on other Jewish families in the neighborhood? Would they be intimidated into turning off their menorahs? How would she feel if someone desecrated a statue of baby Jesus on her lawn? Unless everyone was free to practice religious beliefs, no one was. Lisa was getting an idea. I'd like to buy a menorah and put it in our front window so that family will know they're not going through this alone, she told her husband. If the vandals come back, they'll have us to target too. What do you think? Lisa's husband could have pointed out that they had children and could be vulnerable to retaliation. Instead, he didn't hesitate. Go for it, he said. Lisa returned her neighbor's call and told him about her idea. Why don't you contact Margie Alexander, he suggested. She's doing the same thing. Margie lived around the corner and was involved in the neighborhood watch program. She had been as horrified as Lisa when she heard the news. I work with women in health situations, so I know what the pain can look like, Margie says. When I went to see the woman whose menorah had been smashed, I saw that same pain on her face. I can't do much about the suffering I see at work, but I thought I can do something here. Margie was now driving from store to store looking for menorahs. But they're almost impossible to find now, she told Lisa over her cell phone. Lisa began to call stores from home. They relayed locations where the candelabras were available to Margie. Buy as many as you can, she said, since several Christian neighbors had dropped by asking for instructions on where to purchase and how to display a menorah. Word was getting around. Sundown, the time for lighting, had almost arrived by the time Margie sped home and distributed all that she had located. I took down the Christmas lights in one of my windows and put up the menorah there, all by itself, Lisa recalls. I didn't want there to be any doubt about the statement we were making. 
Was she prepared for trouble? Maybe, she says. It passed through her mind, but it's just something you do. That night, when the Jewish woman returned onto her street, she stopped in amazement. Greeting her was a sea of lights shining in silent solidarity from the windows of all 18 Christian households on her block, as if angels had taken up residence there. We are with you, the warm glow seemed to say. Blinking back tears, she went home, replaced the broken bulbs in her own menorah, and put it back up in her window. The vandals did not damage any property that night. Eventually, police arrested three teenage boys who admitted that the neighborhood's unexpected show of strength and unity had deterred them from further activity. But they were not the only people affected. As the days of Hanukkah went on, Christian families from nearby blocks began to display menorahs alongside their wreaths and nativity scenes. I drive past and see a menorah in someone's window and think, wait, I see that family at church. Then it would dawn on me that they were supporting us as we supported the people on my block, Lisa recalls. Other Jewish families in the neighborhood, their confidence rising, turned their menorahs back on too. Word spread as newspaper reporters and radio talk shows, even one in Israel, contacted the woman for interviews. Pastors of local churches discussed the community's response in their homilies, and a synagogue invited Lisa and Margie to a service so the congregation could thank them personally. The rabbi gave us a book about something similar that had happened in Billings, Montana in 1993, Lisa said. Because of hate crimes there, the newspaper had printed the picture of a menorah on its front page and thousands of people had hung the image in their windows. We had never heard about it, yet we ended up doing the same thing. Margie and Lisa are still amazed at the attention they received because of what to them seems something that any caring person would do. But now they hang their menorahs every year. It's become a cherished part of my Christmas, Margie said, because it represents a wonderful lesson I've learned. Just one little step in the right direction can have a domino effect. It can make life better for everyone. Friends, you may have heard me say this before, but there are no words here on earth that can describe everything that needs to be described in the way that it needs to be described. And what I need you to know is that as I read through these angel stories, just know that It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you were born into. It doesn't matter what religion you are. We are all one. You are one with your neighbor and they are one with you. When we talk about you being a droplet within the ocean, and if you're new here, what I say is that if God is the whole entire ocean, the water, the lakes, the rivers here on earth, all of the water, and if you took all of that water and split it up into individual droplets, your soul is one droplet of the whole ocean. But the part that we don't often talk about is that that one droplet is never separated from the rest of the ocean. So all of those souls 
that infinite number of souls that exist. While we see ourselves here as separate, as individuals, as our individual droplet here on earth, it is truly never that way. We are truly always one with the rest of the ocean. And that is what spiritual awakening is about, is about remembering that we don't have to identify with this label or this label or that because we are all one. There is no separateness between us. The idea of our individualism, our individuality, is just a facade. It's not real. And I love the way that this story talks about the solidarity of people seeing this and knowing this and being able to support one another so that we don't allow people to be in pain, but we go to their aid and we help them and we support them through what they're going through. And we do that because we are one with them. And seeing another person in pain hurts us too. So I just love this story and I hope you enjoyed it too. A big thanks again to author Joan Wester Anderson and Loyola Press for allowing us to share this angel story from her book. View the show notes for a link to all of Joan's angel books on Amazon. Beautiful souls, we have so many freebies to help serve you, your family, and friends. Want a weekly message from your angels emailed to you? Sign up on my website to receive a weekly message of love, hope, and healing from the angels. Do you have a prayer request? Go to the homepage of my website and submit your prayer request so that our team of prayer warriors can be praying for you daily. Want to learn more about the angels and energy healing? Subscribe to my YouTube channel called Julie Jancis to learn more about the angels, energy healing techniques, and so much more. One of the biggest things we hear from our listeners is that they have no one to talk to about their spiritual awakening. We created a private Facebook group called the Angels and Awakening Podcast Tribe so that you could connect with others like you and know that you're not alone. So be sure to join this group on Facebook to get the support you need. Want a free session? We plan to give away over 240 free sessions with students in the Angel School per year. To win a free session, subscribe and rate this podcast five stars. Then write a positive review and email us a screenshot. That way, we know who to contact when you win. Want to share your uplifting angel story on the podcast? Because we love sharing them. Please write down your angel story and email it to us. Don't forget, be an angel and share this podcast with someone who needs it. See you back here next time for another episode of the Angels and Awakening podcast.